get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Alex Ferrario. No BK today. Personal day for him. He'll be back with us in studio on Monday. Cardinals getting set for a big weekend series against the San Diego Padres. Big series for the Padres as well. It's both teams fighting for that wild card spot. Right now, the Cardinals sit a half game up on San Diego, headed into tonight's matchup. It's Vince Velasquez on the mound against Miles Michaelis for the Cardinals. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line once again and welcome in former San Diego Padre himself, now current Padres radio broadcaster. He is Tony Gwynn Jr. Tony, it's great to talk with you, man. How are you today? I'm doing well, Robbie. How about you guys? We're doing fantastic. Thanks so much for taking some time and hopping on with us. Let's just start with San Diego season, Tony. What has happened with this team? Because I think everybody's favorite in the NL West to start this season. And has it been injuries? Has it just been struggles that have just taken a toll on this team? It's been a culmination of, of all of that. Um, expectations, injuries. Uh, guys have all really, almost simultaneously at once got cold for about a month. And that's led us to where we are, a big three-game series going up against the Cardinals. And um, they've won the last two games. And, and to be quite frank, before those last two wins, it looked pretty bleak. I mean, the Padres had lost five in a row. The offense was non-existent. And, you know, the bullpen has been taxed because of the injury. So uh, they get the two wins against a good Giants ball club, and they come into this Cardinals series with a little bit of confidence, at least offensively. And, Tony, these these teams have kind of flipped from when they went cold. The Cardinals had that rough month of June, and now the Padres are having this rough month here in September. We we talked about it back in June with the Cardinals, what the feeling was around the team. And, you know, we kept getting vibes from the team, whether it be Mike Schilt or the players saying, we still feel pretty positive. We still we still have time. What's the vibes with the San Diego Padres? Because they're running out of time, and like you mentioned, they're kind of going through this cold streak. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> the players at least publicly have seemed like they were um, they they they've been pretty confident the whole times in terms of uh, when they were losing those games and the way they were losing them. But uh, you know, outward confidence and, and what actually is going on could be two different things and. Um, I, I, I think after the last two nights, they, they feel like a different ball club. And that's the, that's the crazy part about baseball is you could have a June like the Cardinals had. You could have an August like the Padres had. And in one game, one at bat, that can flip around. And so I think the Padres, from their standpoint, are hopeful. In a vacuum, clearly, Cardinals are playing some of the best baseball in, in the league right now. Padres on the opposite sides of that. But 
when you look at their overall numbers, these two teams are almost identical offensively. Tony Gwynn, former Padres outfielder and current radio analyst for the San Diego Padres, is with us here on BK and Ferrario. Tony, what's the part that surprises you more? Because when I look at the numbers in hole for San Diego, you know, you look at the runs scored sitting at 663, which is around average in the National League. I think that's what gets me more than the runs allowed because the defense has still been pretty good. The pitching, of course, has struggled. Yeah. But I think everyone expected this offense to just be a powerhouse like the Dodgers have been. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting you bring up the Dodgers because when the Padres have had success, that's what the offensive looked like. It looks like a, a, a cohesive grind, starting pitchers down to dust, and eventually break it open. And that's what you saw early from the Padres. I think the difference between the Padres and the Dodgers, the Dodgers have been doing that for like the last eight years. Mm-hmm. They've, they've, mastered, they've mastered that ability to be able to spoil pitches, and they can sustain it. The Padres, it's still relatively new for them. This is a team that took a big jump in that 2020 season offensively, and they're still, you know, they're still developing that identity. So I think that's been a part of it. I also think something that's not talked about a lot is the Padres benefited greatly from having a DH in that lineup last year. And I think that set the expectation uh, to what this offense would look like this year. Only there was no DH and it, it does mess with the continuity, the length of that lineup, at least for the Padres, the way their roster was set up uh, without that DH. So they've had to kind of, their offense all year long has really been uh, a mixed bag. It's been inconsistent at best. And, they're just hoping that they get hot. They've been saying it all year. We just need a, a one time to get hot. They're hoping that time has, has taken place over these last two games that they can sustain it the rest of the season. Tony, does that side of the game, the offense for the Padres, does it, does it feel like to the players or maybe from your perspective that there's just too many mouths to feed in terms of offensive opportunities? No, I, you know, I think it, it's more so trying to, as I said, master that, that game plan. I think there are times in the game of baseball in general, where you get a couple guys hot, you get a couple guys cold. I just think this year they've had that bad luck to where everybody got cold at the same time. Fernando uh, Tatis has pretty much been Fernando all year. He's an MVP candidate for, for a reason. Machado has pretty much been that guy all year long. You look at his numbers, it's about what his career aligns with. So those two guys have done their part. They've been productive, but uh, when it gets to this time of the year, you need those two guys to, to be playing at a, at a at an extreme high, high cliff. And, you know, I think for the most part, the supporting cast has just been inconsistent, and that's really been the surprising part. Tony, you mentioned Fernando Tatis Jr., and throughout your career, you've seen a lot of incredible players. Heck, even when you were younger or now in your broadcast day, you've seen yeah. a lot of phenomenal players. But has anybody matched the level of what you are seeing on a consistent basis of Tatis Jr.? At his age, no. Um, I think that's where the separator. He's only 22, and to be quite frank, as, as good of a year as he's had, he's not even close to to really getting to the ceiling that he can can get. This is a guy that I think is still honing in his strike zone. He's he's so good at times; it almost seems like he tries to force things that that don't need to happen uh, at the plate uh, when he takes his walk. That's when you see the four hits, the five hit games, because uh, he forces pitchers to come to him. And, you know, he has had spurts where he's done it, and he's had spurts where it's, it's almost like he gets bored. He tries to make it happen. And I think as he gets older, he'll realize 
he he can put more pressure on those pitchers by forcing them in the zone because he's I think he, if I'm not mistaken he's him and Machado are the uh, at the top of the leaderboard in terms of hardest hit baseball. So when you are in the zone and he gets a swing off, it generally doesn't bode well for offense. He's just he just has so many elements to his game that are exciting not only for a team but from a spectating standpoint. Uh, I think that's what puts him in, in a class almost by himself. Tony, I asked you earlier what the feeling was around the Padres and, and kind of with them in their locker room, but what's the feeling with the fan base? Because there were high expectations, as you mentioned earlier, coming into the year with this young talent and this offensive group, and then they went out and added additions in Blake Snell, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, and now they're sitting out. Just They're only half a game back of the second wild card, but they have a very tough schedule coming up for the rest of the stretch of this regular season. What's kind of the feeling yeah. around the fan base towards this team? Oh, complete panic. <laughs> complete, <laughs> utter panic uh, with the fan base. And listen, with with those type of moves comes great expectation. And so the fans who, who are normally pretty reserved here have been turned up to a whole nother level. And they want this team in the playoffs. And it will be um, a lot of noise if they don't end up in the playoffs. So um, it, it's a fan base that has, has raised their expectation. And, you know, because of the way the month of August and the start of September looked, uh, it is, it's complete panic here right now. So <laughs> the last two games have been uh, well-received and, and needed, not only for the Padres, but almost as importantly for their fan base. Tony, you've been through postseason runs before as a player, a part of a team. Can you feel as a roster the panic from the fan base, and does that affect your game at all? Um, I think you can. I, listen, I was in Milwaukee in, in 08. Uh, we were leading that division for a while. We lost the division. And then we were leading the wild card by a good large amount. And that started to creep. Uh, it started to close. And uh, at that time, the Brewers made a decision to move on from Ned Yost. We were able to get the train back on track. But that period of time where I think it was like the beginning of September to about the 15th, um, it felt like we would never win a game again. And the pressure that the the fan base had, because at that time, 1982 was the last playoff appearance. So they wanted it probably more as much as we did. So um, you can certainly feel it, but as a, as a professional, it's your job to kind of block that out. And I think for the most part, as professionals, we're, we're able to do that. But when the game ends, you definitely notice it. There's no doubt. Final one for Tony Gwynn Jr., uh, Padres radio broadcaster who's with us here on BK and Ferrario. Tony, we here in St. Louis, of course, with this wild card race, we've talked internally as fans, you know, would you prefer taking on the Dodgers in a one-game series and then the Giants in a five-game if you get past that or flip those options? From the Padres' perspective, you've seen both of these teams a lot this season. Who do you feel like the better matchup for a path to the NLDS would be for a team? I mean, listen, I have a whole lot of respect for the Giants and the year they have had. Gabe Kapler has been, in my mind, I think the manager of the year. Um, they just have done a terrific job, and they played the game uh, the right way. However, I don't care who's facing either one of those teams. The matchup is the Giants. The Dodgers are deep. Uh, they've been there before. There's no rattle there. Um, in a one-game playoff, would you rather have Max Scherzer or, or Kevin Gosman? I mean, both having terrific years, but I, I'd rather face Gosman than, than Scherzer. And that's no disrespect to, to, to Gosman because he's, he's, he's dealt against the Padres on three different occasions this year. But 
I take my chances with, with him as opposed to Max Scherzer. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Tony. Hey, man, it has been awesome to talk with you today. Thank you so much for taking some time this afternoon. Uh, enjoy this weekend series, and we look forward to talking again down the road. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good day. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.